Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. I think it's important that we hit on a few definitions. Yes. So cause versus purpose, you heard Anne say, and people do use them interchangeably, but really should not. So cause marketing is when you intentionally align your business to a philanthropy, an effort, or a mission in the pursuit of doing something tangible to support the cause. So it's not just saying you align with them. It's actually doing things. So, for example, I'll make the Tide reference this time. Uh, Tide Loads of Hope is one of the ways. So mobile laundry units and dry cleaners who provide free laundry to victims and first responders in times of a disaster, right? That makes sense with Tide's equity and also very functionally and tactically with the fact that they clean clothes, right? So that one makes sense. Tom's is another example. So the one-to-one business model where you buy shoes and they deliver a free pair to kids in need with every sale that they make. So therefore, you are seeing direct action that makes sense against why they are supporting or promoting or being part of a certain cause. On the other hand, purpose marketing is when you intentionally align your business to a philosophy that adds or proves or just shows your point of view. So you support the philosophy itself, but it may or may not really be associated with a cause. So this makes it inherently muddier for people to see it coming to life and how your purpose is actually authentically connected to the purpose that you are supporting. So sustainability, for example, you can say you promote or you support or you're aligned with sustainability as an example, but if you just say it and you don't do anything about it, that's the difference between purpose and cause. Yeah, and it seems highly nuanced, and it is to some extent, but it's a really important distinction because consumers have different expectations Mm -hmm. from each one. And it's not something that they're going to articulate for you, but it's something you need to be mindful of as you're setting this up because of the rules of the row when it comes to cause and purpose-based marketing. So we're actually going to talk a lot more about the cause marketing as a broader topic, but we're going to pull through some of the purpose marketing as well so you can kind of see how it's nuanced and then you can make the right decision for you about which one is the right uh, is the right path for your, your business. And we're also going to talk a lot about brands as we go along. So we're not going to have like the third section as we traditionally do because we're going to intertwine them with their discussion. So without further ado, because that was a long setup, but thought it was very necessary. Let's get into the four guidelines for effective cause and purpose-based marketing. Okay, so for the first one, it's rooted in the brand equity, which shared common values to make it easy and authentic to talk about. And April gave a little bit of this in the definition, but it's extremely important that you be mindful here about the layers of messaging that are going to take place when you partner with a cause or you partner with a purpose. So if you think about it, you have to declare that you're going to have this cause and purpose. You have to declare why you have this cause and purpose. So your brand message may come like tertiary to all that. So you really want the cause and purpose that you're aligned to to make 
immediate sense mm-hmm. for your consumer. So you want them to be like, oh, yeah, totally makes sense. And I like it. So, <laughs> so they don't want them questioning or like you know, being skeptical about why you're doing it. And so it's very, very important that you think about the the relationship you have with this cause that's going to make that connection and make it very, very obvious. So, for example, uh, this is one that I was worked a ton on when I was in fabric care and uh, at P&G. And April already mentioned this, Tide Loads of Hope. As she said, it's an applied torture test for clean. So, yes, it's a mobile washing unit that goes um, to support disasters, but they're washing clothes, and that is a torture test for the power of Thai clean. So it's very intertwined. People understand why we're doing it and make sense why we're doing it. Another is NFL Play 60. So that's a fight against childhood obesity by promoting exercise. It makes total sense why the NFL would be pre- promoting exercise as a way to manage childhood obesity. Again, a very strong connection. That It's a very obvious connection that doesn't take a lot of explanation. Pampers, they have a vaccine program for infants. Again, it makes total sense that somebody who cares or a brand that cares for the baby in the way that the Pampers has done that would also care for their health, their overall health. Pantene Beautiful Links, again, makes a ton of sense. You have to have strong hair, healthy hair, in order to be able to donate it. And then the cause of being able to provide that strong, healthy hair to cancer patients in a way that makes them feel confident. So very much intertwined with all that. And I know, April, you have several other examples, too. Yeah. So the first one I'll talk about here is Dove Real Beauty. And actually, we will offer the nuance here that this is a purpose-based example. So this is... Arguably, in our opinion, what started the real women movement. So now you see it in clothing stores and model images, you know, real people versus super skinny models. But Dove kind of paved the way for that with their Real Beauty campaign and where they started to show that healthy skin did not necessarily only tie to one type of woman. Mm -hmm. And so they have... You know, and Ann and I actually talked about this one a lot setting up for this. They've really come to represent real beauty versus the products or, you know, what they actually provide as far as the skincare goes. So, like Ann said, that's an example of one where the brand message is perhaps not as rooted in the products they sell or, you know, what you actually do with the products, all of that, but they've become synonymous with this idea of real beauty. And they've had significant success. So sales pretty, you know, quickly jumped from 2.5 to 4 billion in the the first several years of the campaign. So that's an example of one that you can see it working and linking with a purpose. Mm-hmm. And then the second one I have here is box tops for education. So this is for any of you with young kids, you're probably familiar with this campaign. Uh, or money old kids. I was around when my kids were right? old I kids. Yeah. I guess not small kids, <laughs> but yeah, it's been around for a long time. So uh, I think 1996 was the first year for this. But this was taking products that families already buy, and the box top program allowed them to. Well, then clip the box tops off the boxes, say that five times quick, and send them in to different um, – to have money allocated to different schools or school systems mm-hmm. that they were involved with. So 
They've recently then transitioned to the scannable tops. So, you know, moving along with technology, now you don't have to cut them out and mail them in, but continuing the program so that, you know, families that are already going to buy these products anyway have a way to impact education for their children by being part of doing something relatively simple, but that clearly has been around for, you know, 25, if I'm doing my math right, years, and continuing that obviously has good success or else it wouldn't be around anymore. Um, And little anecdote here. One of the things that indicates when a cause is really rooted in people's psyches and and really wanting to be a part of it, um, there's a little boy named Wesley who my mom actually, I don't know if she actually scans now or if she still cuts him out, but she's been collecting for Wesley for years. And his Facebook page, he was trying to get to one million box tops for his school before he graduated. So cute little anecdote there. You can see Wesley proudly counting on his <laughs> Facebook page of how many he's gotten to and all of that. But you know, you can see the power that these types of things have when they really become rooted in society and have meaning for people to participate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it becomes a differentiator, too, for some of these products, too. I mean, cereals is a big one, right? Yeah, for it, it started so, with cereal. Yep. Right. And so if you a cereal that happens to have that, that could be a differentiating factor for somebody to, to choose you. And yeah. it makes sense that it would be on there because yeah. kids are eating cereal, right? Yeah. I mean, my mom literally went through all of the cabinets of her children and we were scolded that we weren't purchasing products that Wesley could get box tops from. So there yeah. you go. There you go. <laughs> Now, there's also some examples of not so good <laughs> uh, ties to to brand equity here. Um, so one of the ones who got uh, a lot of publicity was Pepsi, and um, this actual one didn't get too far beyond the commercial. But if you um, recall the Kendall Jenner commercial, and it was all rooted in the police and uh, racial relationships, um, and it was a disaster in partially and probably a large part due to the fact that it wasn't their equity. Mm -mm. So that became a really big problem with people is like, why is Pepsi telling me um, and why is Kendall Jenner leading the charge, if you will, that uh, uh, between police and and racial relationships? Now, I think if anybody was going to try this Coke in their happiness campaign Mm -hmm. could have taken a stab, but even Coke, yeah, yeah. yeah. but even they didn't even want to go there. So, it's just an example of if, you know, trying to really align with a purpose that may not be real authentic for your brand. Mm-hmm. And that one really proactively took on a major issue of the time where to ask a beverage brand to address it really probably wasn't a, a good move in, no. in total. So, and I mean, I have a, a similar unfortunate one, um, the NFL's End Racism Zone, which was portrayed next to the Chiefs logo on the field. And so this one is not super effective for a couple of reasons. One thing is the juxtaposition just against the Chiefs logo. And, you know, as we've all heard, there's lots of opinions out there about where the racism conversation goes and how far it goes. And one of the things that's come under fire are all of these team names. And so the Chiefs, obviously, you know, 
Native American references, um, some questions, you know, on both sides or, or opinions on a lot of sides, another emotionally charged discussion. But then they confuse people by putting the end racism right up against the chief's logo without any sort of perspective and asking people to interpret that however they would. And so mm-hmm. I think it left people scratching their heads of like, well, what is the perspective here and what am I supposed to take away from it and highlight an issue that's already an issue? And so it really landed pretty flat because people were like, what, what, what is the outcome of this intended to be? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's that one. And the last one I'll talk about here is uh, Dunkin' Donuts. And Anne and I actually have somewhat different perspectives yeah. on this, which yeah, is... Which which happens. Um, but, you know, their VP of product came out and said, you know, we're not Starbucks. We're not political. We just want you to get in and out of our stores. And it's donuts and ice cream. So let's all just be happy. And they came under fire with this one as being somewhat tone deaf. Because like Ann said, there is this proliferation of cause marketing. And one of the ways that brands can be authentic or not, is to align themselves with causes. And so the perspective here was, well, you can't expect your brand to be successful if you won't even participate in the conversation. And in fact, you know, Matthew McCarthy, Ben and Jerry's CEO is known for saying, go like hell after purpose. Businesses that don't do the thing they set out to do and tackle social change might actually be dead. They just don't know it yet. And so that's one side uh, of the commentary there. But I think the point that I'm making is just make sure that you don't oversimplify or sidestep something that could potentially impact you, even if you're trying to promote positive well-being and those types of things. Yeah, and I think the <laughs> the 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 I, I disagree with McCarthy a little bit, and this is the kind of conversation that we've had mm-hmm. um, off offline and preparing for this is that. There is a very fine line between publicity stunt mm-hmm. and purpose-driven marketing, mm-hmm. right? If you're not intentionally doing it well, and this happens to probably about 95% of the people, they're going to fall over on that publicity stunt piece, and it's really going to damage your brand. And I think that's actually what Martin was trying to get at. Um, now, did he say it? eloquently <laughs> in a way that was actually you know proactive probably not he probably shouldn't have said anything to be totally honest the message is right and i think what he was like really trying to say here is like sometimes it's not the a brand's job mm-hmm. to make and stand up for that position mm-hmm. now and that's where we're going to get into this here you know a little bit um later in the conversation which is the intention for which you do want to align your brand and if you're not ready to do that if you're not ready to support it if you're not ready to action against it you got to be really careful about what you decide to say, when you decide to say it, how you're going to say it. Again, it goes back to those rules of engagement when you're doing cause and purpose-based marketing. Yeah, and I, I do agree with that perspective. I mean, we respectfully debated it, as we say. <laughs> um, but I do think Anne's point about, well, then you just should have said we're about donuts and ice cream and happiness versus taking any sort of stance that then Agreed. put him under fire. Yeah, I agree. So. I agree with that. Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.